Hello and welcome to the Fishing Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Weekman, and we are here with two very professional anglers, and uh, they said they wanted to talk about tips, tips for crappie fishing. I said, man, let's talk about them. And so uh, Les Smith is here, and uh, also John Harrison is here from the one from Louisiana, yeah. of course. <laughs> and uh, and we're going to start, we're going to start out right away. We'll start with you, John. If you're fishing in Louisiana, the number one tip to catch the biggest crappie you can in Louisiana, what would it be? Oh, lure, Lord. lures, crappie magnets, crappie magnets. Okay, Definitely. what size? Is it the size of the bait? Is that how? No, it's no. just a, it's the profile of the bait. I, I love a crappie magnet. Uh, that's about all I fish. Uh huh. Be honest with you, and and I try to, you know, I let the fish dictate what they're going to bite. I use anywhere from a quarter ounce head down to a thirty second ounce, and and I'm going to throw as big as I can get away with. Okay. In the summertime, they're chasing shad. They're a lot more aggressive. You know, I may throw something a little bit bigger, but uh, it gets a little bit colder weather, and they get more authority. I may downsize a lot, but I always have uh, a quarter down to a thirty second tied on in the boat. So okay, unless your tip for catching that big crappie, what would it be? Yeah, I, I'm I'm just like John. Crappie magnets, pretty much all I use. So uh-huh. I don't use any minnows. And uh, sometimes people just don't quite get that when you say what's a minnow. But uh, right. you know, I just don't use them. Uh, crappie magnet makes a selection of baits, uh, everything from fin spins to slap curlies to pro series to uh, crappie magnets to slap whatever. magnets. Slap uh, magnets. So you know. you're trying to get a big bait, get that big fish, or you, you know I'm a I'm, I run fast, even in the spring, and, okay. every, and so it doesn't. I, I don't. I, I don't run slow. So everything I do is just big, fast adrenaline rush and go, and cover a lot of water, even in the spring. So uh, I'm pushing Running, those. What one seven, I, one eight? I, you know. I, I mean, uh, it's when I'm sitting there watching these men of fishermen, and I'm just running. I was running around them ten or fifteen times, and. Uh, uh, it's just their style of fishing, but it's not mine. Uh, these baits here will do it. Yeah, that's that yeah. Pro Series uh, so, spin right there with a slab curly on it. And I mean, you look at look at the length of that bait. Right. That's 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 a big bait. Yeah. Uh, and we're running that at one point seven mile an hour. I mean, that's that's moving. So they either got to eat or to get out of the way. So give us a tip. You know, you go out there and there's those days where you just can't catch a keeper. You sit there and I've caught five, six, seven, eight fish, but none of them are keepers. How how do you change up? How do you go from catching ones that are not keepers to catching ones that are keepers? You want to run with that? Oh, doesn't it, matter. It, a lot of times we'll change depths. We'll change okay. colors. Colors. Uh, so, uh, speed. I mean, oh, yeah. we're going to try multiple different options there before, you know, we, we quit. We're not going to give up. So right. uh, a lot of times your speed, just the speed of you're running your bait will make a big difference. Uh, or color. We change colors on the fly all the time. Change baits all the time. And if okay. they start hitting one color better than another one, we'll, we'll, we'll start going in that direction, start putting more of those on. Yeah, less colors. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Fish tell you what they want. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, and, and it even comes down to the color of the uh, fence pin head, just the head right, itself, just the head. Uh, not just a skirt. Um, and I, I would bet you if you looked at uh, my baits 90% of the time this spring on Sardis, which is my favorite spring lake, I had a pink head on. Uh-huh. 
so big head. it <laughs> you could mix it up with a black orange you could mix it up with it doesn't doesn't matter uh-huh. uh if it loses it's a pink head so um go figure i don't know i could i could sit and take and put orange on i could put chard on whatever it may be but if but, we're not catching fish we're changing something yeah, yeah. and uh, what's your tip if it's raining hard it's raining hard you're out there fishing what are you going to do you're going to you're going to go to one pole in or or what put on a slicker suit and keep right on rolling we'll go to the house and get an easy chair <laughs> No, <laughs> I don't think Les would leave the lake unless you drag him off. No, uh, is there something that happens to crappie when it starts raining? Do they act different? Do they get looser to the cover? Right yeah. before front, I've yeah. seen them go absolutely crazy. Uh, if you, you have a front coming in and right. you know it's coming, uh, I've seen those fish just the bite just go crazy. Well, you know, yeah. your weather conditions have changed a lot. Like this morning, those fish were on the bottom. There wasn't a lot of fish in there. You right. didn't see many fish. You'd see one here and one there. And about eight thirty, nine o'clock, they were just everywhere. They came up off that bottom, and they were just everywhere once that sun got high. Uh-huh. So, you know, sometimes the sun helps you. Sometimes the sun will push them down to the bottom. It's just right. you never really know. It just depends on the fish. Length of rods. If some people were going to buy some rods, we'll let you do the longer trolling ones. But if you were casting, single pulling, what are you going to use? Uh, B&M, no doubt. Uh, I was throwing That's a right. the sharp, shooter, sharp Shooter 6 this morning. Okay. Uh, but I got Mayo's. John Mayo had a uh, Sam Supersalt. Uh-huh. Uh, light seven and a half foot rod and okay. uh i used it for i don't know 30 45 minutes i got one coming <laughs> after that this morning that's and why a, is that my, on a it's spinning got a lot reel? of you know, on spinning wrist got a lot okay. of backbone to it so you get some of these bigger crappie on it's got enough backbone to horse them on in and we are talking about big mississippi yeah we're talking crappie, about mississippi so crappie. We're, we're not yeah we're, we're talking about yeah good two pounds two pound fish so yeah, yeah. All right, and uh, if they're power trolling, what's their setup? What do they need to buy? Uh, longer the better. B&M power trollers were designed for power trolling. Uh-huh. If, a, if a person's going to step down in what I call a little bit of a post, uh, kind of what you got is a spring spawn, uh-huh. uh, so you can use a little bit lighter pole. So you, you can use the PSTs, which right. I like. Uh, I like the 18-foot PSTs for springtime fishing. Um, and uh, all I'm doing at that particular point is pushing two quarter-ounce jig heads with curly tails through that shallow water about two foot apart. That's it. And then I step up to the power trollers when the fish move out. Okay. Uh, I pick up speed. Um, and uh, and what, length? what length? 18 foot. Well, those, I, those power trollers now, let's understand, those power trollers were designed – to run that heavy weight. Les runs a three-ounce weight. I know that uh-huh. sounds uh, – first time I heard it, I was like, there's no way. Right. And he made a believer out of me on day one. Uh, you know, we call them cannonballs. Uh, right. They're huge. Uh, and that, that rod is really – it's designed – uh, to handle that weight and those fish hitting it as hard as they do, because you got to understand now we're running 1.7. That thing's flying, right. and the two pound crappie hits it, and we're may say we're eight and ten foot of water. You don't have that much line out. Right. It's it. You better have a pole, because I mean them things will bend them straight under the boat. Right. And those are big old heavy rods. Oh, big heavy rods. Uh, and, and the thing about it, when you're power trolling, sometimes it'll be three, four, five poles in a boat oh, yeah. at the same time. So it's a little chaotic, but it's, it's we kind of call it controlled chaos. But uh, it's uh, fast and furious. I mean, just just put her in the wind. 
Give us a tip for fishing on days when it's super windy. Mm. It's rolling, mm. and you're out there crappie fishing, and uh, let's just pick a lake, you know. Let's pick uh, It's hard on any lake. Say. When you get a high okay. wind crappie fishing, it's tough on any lake. But just say uh, it's a tournament day. You don't have any choice. Right. You know, we've okay. got to fish. So, uh, you know, if you look at it from the tournament aspect, we're already planning for that. Uh, going into the tournament we're looking at weather okay. ahead of time and if we see something going to blow a certain direction we're trying to find fish for that wind direction just okay. in case it gets too bad but uh just put your head down and grind uh, that's all you can do in the wind i mean you can't give up and go to the house i mean you got to right. just put your head down and grind they'll still bite in the wind uh, they get a lot more spooky i can tell you that because your boat, yeah your boat slap uh-huh. uh, we try to go with the wind instead of against it where you don't that don't have that water slap in the bottom of your boat so bad uh-huh. Uh, if we can, that's where all your brakes and your paddles and all that come into play. Okay. Yeah, uh, trolling, which, you know, there's a difference between live scoping and trolling. A lot of times the live scopers are going into the wind. Trolling, uh, I never go into the wind if I, unless I have to. Um, uh, maybe to run back up a, a run that I just made and turn around and come back down it. Right. Try to get the wind at your back, put your power poles down, to, uh, you know, um, and uh, drip paddles. And uh, try to slow yourself down to whatever speed you want to go. But as long as you're running with the wind, you're going to do way better than you would running into the wind trolling. Because you have more control. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's just not, you don't have all that slap and uh, uh-huh. action on the front of that boat. Uh, it'll make a big difference. I mean, we've, I've gone into the wind. It's just totally shuts you down until you get back to where you start and point, want to turn around and you tell somebody, now watch this. And, you turn around, levels out, and the poles just go to popping uh, down through there. Um, so trolling, go with the wind. Yeah, so that's the difference. We had a troller on the outside here. We had to put him on the outside because he's so fast. We had to put him there <laughs> in case he went to it. And we got uh, one polar, more of the electronics thing here. So uh, give them a tip for using your electronics while you're one polling. Um. Uh, one thing that you do when you set your units up, are uh, you changing well, you know, your depth yeah, going. We had that conversation this morning. It's going to depend on what the body of water you're in uh, to what, how you set it. We, we, yeah. You're allowed to be fishing, have your, your screen clear and looks good and run five miles up the lake in, in totally different water. It's going to look different. You're right. going to change it. Uh, your gain especially, uh, that's where you, you know, you're going you're gonna to feel your gain more than you are anything. It's color palette. Uh, a lot of times the fat water is really um, – dingy or you're not getting that clear picture and you try to back your, your gang down it's still not you can change color palettes a lot of time that's what we did this morning uh-huh. uh, we just changed color palettes and and we had a crystal clear screen all right and you're uh, yeah, as far as using a live scope the only thing i'm using it for trolling is to basically identify if there's fish in that particular area that's right. the first thing live scope is going to do the same thing secondly is to determine where the fish are in the water column so uh-huh. it helps me adjust my, my baits uh, when I'm trolling. So once I get to the speed that I'm going, uh, I just look on the graph. I see that uh, fish are in eight, ten-foot water column. I'm going to drop those baits down. I'm going to see it on the graph. I can adjust each one of my baits. And sooner or later, fish are going to tell you if you're in the right column or not. But it helps you get there quicker uh, by using a live scope. If it if it means anything, you know, there's always this controversy about live scope. Forward facing sonar. You know, right. you have people that love it and people that hate it. And this is the first year I've seen him use it. But uh, I've I've right. fished over here many times, and we have nothing but mapping 
and right. on the boat, and we catch boatloads. So you that, that's that's just a testimony. You don't have to have it to catch right. fish like everybody yeah. thinks you do nowadays. You know, it's just a it's one of those deals you got to have now. Uh, you still catch fish without it. Right. I, I'm glad you said that, John, because if if somebody gave me a choice today, less you can only have one unit on the front of your boat, it'd be the it'd be the mapping. Uh, okay. And uh, hummingbird, uh, the lake master, uh, chip. Uh, all I do is run contours. If if you took that map away from me, I'd be lost. Uh, and I, I don't. I see a lot of people don't run anything but a Garmin live scope, and I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> how do you find? So a do you use shading? Do you use the shading on the maps? Yeah. We'll go in and yep. and if I'm catching fish in a certain highlighted in a certain uh, depth. I will highlight that water. We did that yesterday, uh-huh. and so that I know I'm running right on the outside edge uh, of that. Uh, of that, and uh, but yeah, man, that, that map that, that mapping is that means the world to me. Triton's how, a troller. How many graphs do you have on your boat, John? Uh, well, I just sold my boat. I'm actually oh. boat. How many did uh, you my have? My supposed to be here. Supposed oh. to have been here last week. My new boat, but uh, I'm running four. Uh, I four. run a, a Garmin. Uh, a 126 at the console and a 12 inch helix at the console uh-huh. and i'm running the 8616 and the 8612 garment up front all right and i run an 8612 uh a live scope on the front garment and i run the 13 inch apex from mapping uh on the front i have a uh, lawrence and a hummingbird at the uh column. okay yeah well let's let's talk about um something that uh People think all the time, should I use braided line, monofilament, or fluorocarbon? So we'll let you start first again. Well, John, tell them what. Know, what most what? live scopers, they're going to fish at uh, braided line. They love braided line. I fish fluorocarbon. I oh. bass fish for okay. years. I come from a bass fishing background. You're, gonna, it's, you're not going to get me off fluorocarbon. I just love fluorocarbon. Uh-huh. Uh, now, I use a higher pound depending on where oh. we're at. If I'm in timber or or uh, up here in Mississippi on these bigger fish, uh, yeah. I'm going to use, you know, 14-pound, 15-pound. Really? Yes. It, uh, But most of the time, I'm going to have 10 or 12. On the average, you use 10 to 12. Uh-huh. And what are you using on your poles? On, on my main line, I run a uh, – it's a, a high-vis orange glow. Yeah. Uh, I just want to be able to see it out there. It's a, about a 15-pound uh, test line. Yeah, I was using Strand. Strand don't make it anymore. Now I'm using Momoa. Uh, on my main line, but all my leaders are, uh, I'm using eight pound gamma. Uh, and okay. it's a floor, floor carbon. Yeah. Floor carbon. Yep. Yeah. Are you using any leaders? Uh, yeah. I'll, well, are, are you using the same line? You're using different line for your I, leaders. I, right? I use the clear gamma, uh, okay. eight pound right. for all of my leader line setup. And I have the orange, uh, high vis glow, uh, on my main line where my, my weight is attached. Spinning reels or bait casters? Uh, spinning reels. All of them? All B&M. Okay. Yeah. And uh, how about you? Are you using spinning uh, on my and long bait poles, casters? On my long poles, I'm using a bait caster. Uh-huh. Uh, now, on all my casting rods, I'm using B&M spinning reels. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, uh, if you had to give them, this is your last shot, if you had to give them a tip, in general, to catch crappie, what would you do? As a single, as a single polar, um, you know, brush piles, trees, stumps, stump fields. Uh, you don't have to have live scope. Just get out and go fishing. Okay. Um, you know, 
life scopes taught us a lot. There's fish all over the lake. I mean, it's not like they're in one location. They may be more concentrated in one location than the other, but you can catch fish all over that lake. Right. Uh, if you put you out some brush piles, you can catch crappie. It's that simple. Right. Uh, but, you know, one tip, I I don't know, just go. Go <laughs> fishing. <laughs> go fishing. Don't set it to house. Les, if you had to give them a tip on uh, trolling, what would you say? Throw the metal bucket away. Okay. Go to Crappie Magnet's website. <laughs> okay. Find you the baits for that time of the year. There put them on. Here. Put her in the wind. Go catch crappie. There you go. There you have it. That takes us up to uh, Tackle Time. Tackle Time sponsored by Pico Lures. They have a complete line of hard and soft baits, so you can check them out at picolures.com. Uh, what can I say? You guys have, I think you've covered everything, but uh, um, I think we'll just end it. Go fishing. There you go. Go fishing. So, like I always like to end the show, make sure you keep your hook sharp and your lures in the water.